Welcome to the Check Your Six podcast. Join your hosts, Air Force veterans Craig Lyson and Tim Proctor as they continue their conversation about the challenges of small business ownership as well as information, tips and guest speakers, all designed to help you navigate the potential stormy weather that is small business. And now, here are your hosts, Craig and Tim. Yo, man, what's up over there? <laughs> you are taking the talking loud and proud to a whole nother level today, aren't you? I just want to make sure you're here when you're using tech because I know mine's going out. No, nah, no, nah, we're all good. How are you doing this morning? I'm doing fine. I mean, here we are talking about the guest, all right? And uh, when I reached out to this gentleman, I was stoked that he accepted because he's got the knowledge. We are getting consulted today. We are. We're going to learn a lot. We're going to learn a lot. We're going to be consulted. I'm sitting across the table or kitty corner on the table from Craig Lyson. Don't touch my hand. I yes. won't. <laughs> and with, who are you with? Tell us um, who you're with. I'm with Vets Growth at 407-754-5779. And right. you? I am Tim Proctor with GRP Studios, 407 407- Eight seven six six eight eight. You know what? No, let's not give that one. Let's give. I'll give my cell number just so people can get a hold of me. Or you can reach out at tim at grpstudios.com, 407-782-5969. If you have any questions, if you've heard the podcast, there is not a stupid question. We will talk about the people that ask those questions, but that's a whole different topic. You want them to contact us, right? Yeah, in fact, I got a call this morning as I was coming here to do our podcast. Uh, we were talking about this podcast. and. I said, I'm so sorry I can't talk to you. In fact, I had two people call me, and I told them that I would be getting out at a certain time, and I'll be more than happy to take their call. Fantastic. That's pretty cool. Well, we do have a very special guest in the studio today. Bob Cheatham is in here with us, and Bob is with Effective Results, which Bob is a consulting guru. We're gonna call, Can we call you a consulting guru? Absolutely. All right. Consulting guru with effective results. Now, you've been around since 87, and you've been providing businesses, business consulting that helps small and medium-sized businesses just really take those companies and help solve problems. So you're, prob- you're another problem solver exactly. is what you are. So welcome, Bob, to the podcast, the Thank 21st so episode today of Business Consulting. Thank you. It's good to be here. Tell us a little bit about yourself. We've, we we kind of already know in the in the production meeting, but tell us about yourself. Where are you from? Sure. Well, uh, like most Floridians, uh, I'm from New York. Uh, I was born Perfect. in the Bronx, but uh, I have been uh, in business here and in Florida since uh, since 1986. Been in business since '87. Happily married. Awesome. When did you? So you came down here in '86. What did you do when you first came down? You know. It's actually what got me into being a business consultant. I started as a consultant in the franchise business, and I was meeting with so many small business owners that thought they wanted to take their concept and franchise it, and they really had no idea what they were getting into. As I'm talking to these people, I realized two things. One, they're certainly not ready for franchising, and two, that no one is really helping them right where they're at right now. And I started my own business, and I started to focus on small business. And my very first two clients was a bodybuilder and a chicken wing restaurant. Well, those two probably do not go together, bodybuilding and chicken wings. I don't think they well, go I don't together. know. Chicken wings are kind of small, but if you get into the bodybuilding, then you can grow up to can, that. Then you can grow up to that. Well, that's a perfect, actually, that's a perfect tie-in to what we are all about. We're about small business. Right. And like you have said, and I've said so many times, you don't know what you don't know until you realize you don't know it. And we talk about it all the time. Small business said, hey, I've got this great idea. And you just open up another bunch of questions for us about franchising that mm-hmm. I didn't even realize. 
So what do you look for as a potential business client? What's the first thing that you do? Or maybe we should say, let's start somewhere else. Okay. Why does somebody need a business consultant? Well, you know, just as a professional sports team or uh, uh, the, the bodybuilder, we all need a coach. We all need someone in our lives that can have an objective opinion. As a matter of fact, the quote on the back of my card is, sometimes the difference between success and failure is an objective opinion. And it's not so much that I'm a smart guy as much as I see you differently than the way you see you. Just as if you came into my business, you would see something that I don't see. So I bring this fresh set of eyes and probably one of the biggest reasons that I've been successful, as simple as this sounds, it's because when I look at you, I don't know any better. I don't know that we've always done it this way or this won't work or that will work. So I bring things to you that are totally out of the box. And again, it's because I've, I've never met your business. Well, that's a, that's a, <laughs> that's a good, we've always done it this way. That right. seems to be the classic line. Well, we've always done it this right. way. Now, what's, what's my motto? I said, if you, if you, if you change nothing, nothing changes. Right. And, and, and I can't get that through a lot of people. Like I'm changing my website right now as we're talking, you got to keep it fresh. You got to keep people interested. Yep. And that famous line from Dr. Phil, not that I watched Dr. Phil, but I've been in the living room and my wife has watched it before. We don't watch it a whole lot anymore, but his whole thing was, how's that working out for you? If you do what you've always done, you get the same results you've always going to get. So, and how's that working out for you? So let's go back to now that you know why you need a business consultant, what do you look for in a potential client? Well, uh, one of two things. Well, the biggest thing I look for is a business owner that is receptive to an outside consultant and that is receptive to change because when you hire me, change is about to happen. And I make that very clear before you write me that first check that I'm not here as a cheerleader. I hope you like me, but I'll be your friend for free. I actually go to work for your company, not for you. So I don't mind arguing with you. And I argue on behalf of your business, not for me. My fees are always fixed, so I make it clear that my objective actually is for you to fire me. That's what I go for. Uh, my wife can't stand that about my business, but to me, a successful client is when you no longer need me, and that's really when I've achieved effective results. Not to be corny, but that's when I've, that's when I've really done a good job for you is when you can say, Bob, thanks, you can go. Well, tell the people how, before we get too far into it, how do people get a hold of you? Well, uh, two ways. One is you can always email me at bobcheatham 2018 at gmail.com, or I would much rather hear your voice. You can call me uh, either at 407-331-8836, or call me on myself, 407-529-8262. You're also on social media. You have a Facebook page, uh, website, or... I am. I am on social media. I do have a Facebook page, and oh. it's www.facebook.com slash effective results. Okay, slash effective results. All right, so that's where if people, all else fails if they have a Facebook account, they can find you on social media as well. Right, but I would love to hear your voice. Craig's the same way. Just call me. Don't email me. Just call <laughs> me. And I get that. It, it really, you can put a face with it. Do clients come to you ahead of time with specific needs? They say, hey, I've heard you're a business consultant. Something's not working for me. I need help in this, whatever it might be. Or do they not know when they come to you what they need? Well, that's a great question. You know, a lot of the time, 
they just know that they're in pain. They know they have a problem, but, but they really don't know what it is. And a lot of the time, it's sad to say, but they are in their own way. You know, sometimes whether a business owner is motivated by their ego, maybe they don't like confrontation. All these things can hinder a business to grow. So I come in and I really, just like a doctor, I want to see where are you in pain. And a lot of the time, where you may be in pain doesn't necessarily match with the problems that you're having that's causing that pain. That makes sense. If you're seeing, the instead of putting a Band-Aid on the solution to solve a problem that you can see, and we've talked to people before, there's a lot of things underneath. It could be basically the way you communicate well, is a problem. Actually, I'll give you a quick example. I had a, uh, a client that was uh, in the service business. He had 10 trucks. His problem was cash flow. Cash was not coming in as fast as the bills were coming in. And he couldn't understand why, because this was a very busy company. And as I got involved with them and I started to ride with his drivers, I realized that the drivers, the technicians, they're the guys that are filling out the invoice. Well, you know what? Their handwriting was so sloppy that the company was choking because the administration department couldn't process the invoices because of the sloppy handwriting. Well, the owner had no idea. And the techs felt, hey, my job's not to fill out invoices. My job's to fix the problem. I put in a quick incentive for the drivers to neaten up their handwriting. And I took their mistakes from an 87% ratio down to 4% ratio. And it fixed that company's cash flow problem. So what did, when, some, when, a, when a tech filled out the paperwork and turned it in, finance didn't have to go back to the tech and say, hey, Constantly. okay. All right, so there's a whole lot of back and Constantly. forth. Constantly. Meanwhile, oh. during that back and forth, no money no is coming, coming in. in. And the, the company's choking because that clock is still running. The overhead is still having to be paid. So the owner had no idea that that was just one of the problems. So that's a fine example of the problem is cash flow that they see. The internal problem three levels below that is, okay, you've got messy handwriting. <laughs> it's, you know, you hate to be as simplistic yeah, and, and demeaning as that, but who knew that? That is awesome. Are there, again, let's, let's separate small business from medium size. What is a medium sized business to you? Because small business technically is 500 or less, correct? Oh, gosh, yeah. Okay, so small business to me, it, and to me, it's really the bread and butter of this country, are companies with 25 or less employees, regardless of what you do. But my sweet spot has always been 25 or less employees. When you are 30 to 75, 100 people, you've, you've got a busy company. You know, you're now handling millions of dollars now instead of hundreds of thousands of dollars. And there's a huge difference in how you budget, how you communicate, how you hire and train these people. So a lot of the time I come in, I write a lot of business plans for the people that need to get started and get them from zero to five people. But when you get to 10, 15, 20 people, you, you need business plans that'll outline your staff meeting, management meeting, performance appraisals, how you terminate people, and mainly how you just communicate on a day-to-day -day basis and get the culture of your company identified and explained to, to your staff. And that's one thing we've had other people come in here talking about the culture of your company. You might think it's great, but when you deep dig, and we've had other people on here that come in and talk to your company not in your, they're not a consulting firm, but it just meet, might be somebody like I build Central Florida, Debbie Rodriguez. She goes in and she talks to the construction or industrial e uh, agency. She wants to find out about what you need and what is the culture. So as you go and talk to the people in the company and the culture is not as sweet, obviously, 
as the higher-ups think it is. Okay, so you focus on small business, which is perfect, because this is a, what kind of podcast is this? Uh, check your six. Check your, okay. <laughs> you know, I try and lay up a softball to him. I never know what he's going to get thrown I know, out. I know, I <laughs> know. It's my, it's, yeah, it's one of those ways. You talked about some of the things that hold people back, and we've had, again, other individuals in here that have talked about the ego really can be the biggest detriment. Entrepreneurs are typically type A. Type A means an ego problem. Right. How do you get over that? Well, I motivate them with their own money because a lot of the time when a business owner knows that my focus is on your bottom line, not mine, and that when you know that you can let go of me at any time, and if I'm arguing with you, it's because I'm arguing for you, not for me. And I tell you that if you want to get to that next level, here are the things you need to do. And I'm very clear about what you need to do. And I stay with you and I help you do those. So for example, if you've never dealt with payables and receivables, a lot of business owners, it's one of their biggest problems. You know, they're doing the business, but they don't know how to collect the money. And they don't want to get on the phone and say, hey, Bob, I need a check today. So I'll work out a script with them and I'll sit right across from them. It's what I call the ugly hour. And I have them make these phone calls, whether it be payables or receivables. But I stick with you until you're comfortable enough to do these. I also help you put policy in place so that you start to attract a better paying customer so that you don't have to chase these people down. And, and there's, there's so many people that you're talking about. When people start a business, they just think, oh, I see my other friends. Everything's running smooth. So they think. Right. But until they really get actively involved with you and they go like, hey, I got this business or a service and I'm having a little problem here with money, they don't want to be the bad guy. Right. But that's, that's how you make your money. Right. For those of us that don't love cold calling, now if you love cold calling, Craig is a cold caller. He will cold call all day long. So those that are not as comfortable with that might have a challenge in that area. But again, if you don't know, gosh, that's a problem. It's not that you're not having, you're not, you're, you're having a cash flow problem. It's that you're not pursuing getting paid. Right. And what you're worth. And again, we've had other guests on the show that talk about what your worth is for your business. Right. That's true. So, and then we're going to wrap up the first segment. We're going to come back and I want to ask you some questions about what's your defense in, I can't afford to do that when somebody says to you, I need to do that. <laughs> well, I can't afford to. So we will be right back with That's the second half. Stay tuned. The guys will be right back with more on how to check your six. I'm Craig with Vets Growth, also known as Veterans Business Alliance. We specialize in advertising, consulting, marketing, and public relations. Vets Growth is all about persistence, inspiration, innovation, and strategy. Your success is my passion. Contact me by phone at 407-754-5779. Vets Growth, the power of one network. All right, we are back. You know, I should probably, ch- no, nah, I was going to change that music to do something different, something more modern, but we're, we're both old rocker dudes, so we we're okay AC/DC with that. on? Uh, no, we don't have ACDC on. We Van Halen? No. Rush? No, you know, I think a lot of Mary people- Mary Poppins? Mary Poppins. <laughs> was Mary Poppins a singer? I'm just trying to get to see what you got. <laughs> well, I don't have a whole lot of anything that's 
copyrighted because I don't want to get in trouble. I think that's why people listen to the first episode. The title of our first episode was Welcome to the Jungle. So we figured oh, people are going to listen to this and they're going to hear Guns N' Roses. Uh, well, it wasn't. So, But anyways, we are back with Bob Cheatham with Effective Results. Bob is a business consultant. He is also, we forgot to mention, he is a Navy veteran. So this is back-to-back Navy veterans. He had the good life. We have had on the show. Absolutely. What did you do in the Navy? What was your... Actually, I ran the store on board my ship. And unbeknown to me, I was sent to California to learn how to do record keeping. And they told me, they said, hey, you're going to have a desk job. And I was sent on board a ship over in uh, Yakuska, Japan. And I wasn't on that ship but five minutes. And I was not only in the laundry, I was cleaning the laundry. And that's where I had to pay my dues until I got to work in the store. But I will tell you, I got to be able to be work up to a speed of pressing shirts. I could do 64 shirts an hour. We can tell by your shirt. Yeah, Perfect. we can tell. He's, he, and again, Bob crisp. is dressed very well today. He is crisp. He looks very professional Thank wearing you. T-shirts and jeans because that's just how we roll here at the <laughs> studio. So anyways, Bob, tell people how they can get a hold of you before we go any farther. Sure. I prefer if you just call me. I'd, I'd love to hear your voice. You can reach me at 407-331-8836 or call me on my cell, 407-529-8262. Uh, you can also email me at bobcheatham2018 at gmail.com, or you can reach me on Facebook at uh, facebook.com slash effective results. And effective results is your consulting business. During the break, we were talking about a couple of things, and you said you'd like to share some information and give some tips. So sure. we're going to take a break for the next 12 minutes and 30 seconds and let you give some valuable tips for people. Okay. Well, you know, I found that there, there's really two areas that uh, are very important to a small business owner. You know, most of my clients, you know, they're, they're very good at making a widget, but they, they fail to recognize that this is still a business. And although most of us look at our business like we do, it's our kid, you got to remember something very important, and that is business just does not care anything about you. If you don't pay that electric bill, they don't turn off some of your lights. They turn off all your lights. <laughs> That's great. And you never can lose sight of that. So what's very important to all business, regardless of what you do, is to know what your financial percentages are. Now, I pride myself in keeping finance very simple. So every business has these five categories, and this is what you need to know your percentage. So let's just take a dollar bill. That's every dollar, your gross sale, one dollar. You take your cost of goods. This is uh, uh, very low if you're in a service business. It's very high if you're in a retail business. Look at your cost of labor, your operating expenses, which are usually somewhere fixed, and your net profit. So let me just do that again. $1 for your gross sales. Let's say your cost of goods is $0.30, cents, your labor is $0.40, cents, and your operating is $0.20. You should have a net profit of 10 And if you know what those numbers are, you could pretty much manage your business from the beach because those numbers should always stay the same pretty much regardless of how much money that you're making. So it's a great way of also spotting problems. If your cost of goods starts to go up more than two cents either way, somebody could be stealing from you. Maybe your vendors are double billing you. On your labor, if it goes up or down more than 40 cents, maybe people are working overtime and shouldn't. Maybe you're, you're, you're not managing your labor, especially if you have a lawn maintenance business or any type of business like that where p- 
people are, are just paid by the hour, uh, you need to watch your labor. So get to know what your five areas of percentages are. The other thing is if you're in a service business, especially, this is mainly talked about if you're an accountant or if you're an attorney, but what is very important for you to, to track is your billable versus non-billable time. So for example, I am in the service business. Well, I have to invest a certain amount of time like today. This is non-billable time. Well, I need to account for this in my money because you know, a lot of people, they're busy, but they're not productive. They join all these chambers. They're going to all these networking events. You look in their calendar and they're busy and they're broke. Pay attention to your billable versus non-billable time because what pays the bills are your billable hours. Get to know what that is. And once you start tracking that, you'll start cutting back and managing your non-billable time because you, as a business owner, you're a commodity. You may have a big heart. You may want to join all these associations, but none of that is going to pay your bills. And don't forget where we started from. Business doesn't care. You need to watch cash flow because cash is really king. Wow, that's, I think that nailed it. So yeah, I guess that, we can that, shut that, it down. That's pretty much, we can just we can just goof off for the rest that's, of the time. That's a fact. That's all factual because I stress that in my business when I go talk to people, I ask them, "Hey, I want to learn your business. I want to know where your money's going. I want to know what you're not doing." They don't have a clue because they just think, "Hey, everybody loves me as a friend, right?" And yeah. I give stuff away, right? Then don't do a business. Yeah, well, that's why I tell people, "Look, I'll be your friend for free. I, I'm not here to be friends with you. I'm here to help your business." And a lot of the time, it's great when you understand that when you hire me, we start out with a blank notebook, and I do this on purpose. And, and I'm also paid every week. So there has to be constant production. There has to be moving forward, uh, or it's either you or it's me. So there's not going to be a lot of time that I'm going to be on your payroll, especially when you understand that my goal is to work myself out of a job. I, I promise that I, I make no peripheral money. So when I tell you you need a new computer system, I'm not going to recommend you to my Uncle Fred. It's because you need a new computer system. So everything that I tell you to do is in your best interest, especially when you know that it's really not in my best interest to make you upset. But I will, because if it, if it helps your business grow, that's why you pay me, is to help your company. And in turn, it helps you, helps your people. And uh, I, I've been able to develop a, a very good track record when I'm able to get business owners to recognize that the only way to move forward is through change. And that's why I'm here and that's why you hire me is for change. But I, I, I do it by way of creating systems. It's not that I've got all these great ideas. You know, McDonald's is not successful because they have great hamburgers. They are successful because they have great systems. And that's what I put into your business. And that's what you can lean on. And that's how you get to manage your business from the beach is when you have great systems in place. I think uh, one of the factors you were talking earlier about when you start saying you're arguing with them, you're trying to make them see things that they are not understanding. And if you think that you're always right, then why did you hire me? There are so many factors and variables that they're not looking at. They're looking at the money. Forget the money. Look at how you can make the money. You know, it's like, what are you going to do to make changes to make it work? If they, what you've been doing doesn't work, you're going down. Well, you know, listen, two of the biggest mistakes that business owners make is, one, you want the job done right, you do it yourself. Big mistake. 
Uh, when, you, when you take that attitude, you, it's like putting an albatross around your neck. You, you will never grow because you're not multiplying yourself through other people, which is the key to success. The other thing is, is if I teach you everything I know, you're going to take what you learn and you're going to be my competition. You want to try to build a family of people. And, you know, the, the days of permanent employment are gone. You know, it used to be when you went to work for a company, you could find a home, a place to stay. And you know what? That's what people really want. Whether you're a small business or a big business, people want to know you care about me, you'll take care of me, and that I've, I have a future. I can grow with you. And if you treat me good and if you pay me fair, not too much, but if you pay me fair, I will be loyal to you. But if you pay me minimum wage and you expect too much, if you pay me under the table, I have no loyalty to you. So work on building a family of people that care about you and care about what it is that you do, and you will have a successful company. Well, Tim, Tim and I started the same way. We, we met several years ago. I think so, at least a couple of years ago. Yeah, three and maybe, three we, maybe. we started learning about each other. Well, first of all, we're both Air Force. So that had a big... And both cops. Yeah, and we, we knew how to... No, we, we did the right thing. Yeah, we did so, right. so what it comes down to is that I was still full-time at a, at a hotel, and he was still working his business here. When I retired, I came to him, and I said, hey, I want to see your operation. And then we started learning about each other. We started mm -hmm. building that relationship, and we, Tim came across this concept about doing a podcast. And we're learning so much, and of what we're learning from everybody doing the podcast, I'm hoping the people, as when they look at all our episodes that we have completed... They all have a message to make your business to go where you want it to go. Yeah, and, and hopefully that'll happen. I'm going to back up just a little bit. And I know without getting political at all, one of the big pushes has been for minimum wage of $15. Now, being a small business owner, I am above that range here for the one person that I have working. But I don't know if people really understand that raising a minimum wage up to $5 per employee in a small business could make a huge impact. Is that not going to translate into more expensive cost of goods on the on the unfinished end? Well, you know, a, a better way of looking at that whole thing is rather than have minimum wage or any wage dictate to you, look at what your business has the potential of doing. And, you know, I love it when an employee says, you know, I'd like a raise. I said, you know, I hope you want to make $50,000 this year because I show them through activity. Here's what you need to do if you want to make $50,000. And I get people to get on board with a common goal. Because, you know, we're talking minimum wage. Maybe that person's worth $30 an hour. You just have to show them how they can make that kind of money. And does the company have the potential? Does your company have that kind of market where you can generate that kind of income? And, and, and don't be too quick to say no. Because sometimes your business has that potential that you may not see. That gets back to having that objective opinion. But, you know, ask your people, what are your goals of income? What is it you want to make? And by the way, for those of you that are employees, don't always ask for that 25, 50 cent pay raise. A lot of times you have to pay payroll tax on that. Your employer has to pay payroll tax. Think about things that your employer can do where it's a win-win situation. So ask for education. Ask for improved office equipment. Uh, ask for things that are related to the business that the business owner can use as a tax deduction rather than in payroll so that he or she is not having to pay so much payroll tax. But especially if they can improve your education, that's an investment in you and it's an investment in the company and it's a great tax write-off. Same thing with childcare. 
you know, if, if that's an issue, get your employer to help you with that kind of thing. That's a win-win situation. Because that's something they can write off and it does benefit. Without right. just, it's just not just cash out the door. When I took over GRP Studios three years ago now, one of the first things I did was try and set down what my hourly costs were to run this business. Exactly. From that's the electric, great. from everything else. This great is my idea. rate. So this is why I have to charge this rate per hour exactly. for finished goods. We're still on the very low end of the spectrum of what we charge. We could charge a lot more, and I'm very slowly learning that if I lose business because I didn't charge enough, hopefully somebody else will come through that can pay a little bit more. And I try to do the same with Christy, with the young lady that works for me. I'll ask her, what do we need to do to make you more efficient? What equipment do we need? What do we need from a teleprompter standpoint? What do we need to do to build kits for some of our business? How do we make it better for you? And we've done that. And I'm not afraid to spend a little bit of money to make it easier on her. Hey, we got one minute left. What do you got? Well, a couple of things. One is, uh, I, if I had a dollar for every time I said this, always remember that people buy from people they like. It's not about price. You know, if you are, are, are a good business, if, if you have a good culture, if, if you deliver on time or early, uh, you remember my name, uh, you remember what it is that I buy. I will pay more for that as opposed to you're the cheapest in town. You have no idea who I am and I got to haggle with you all the time. So do what you say you're going to do and don't let money get in the way. And the other thing is, you know, always hold on to your pride, your self-esteem and your professionalism. Never let anybody take that from you. And just remember, you know, everybody's got a talent and hopefully you are in a business that's taking full advantage of your talent. Just remember the final question when it's all said and done is uh, the man upstairs is going to ask you, what did you do with the talent I gave you? And hopefully you're going to have a good answer for him. You know, the last gentleman we had in here, Bill Rodo Ruder, Navy aviator. I was corrected the other day. The Navy doesn't have pilots, although he said he was a test pilot. That's right. I was he would know. Navy aviator. Whatever, guys, you're a pilot. <laughs> His whole thing was stewardship. And we talked about that. I've been given a business to steward. It really, it's not mine. I've been given a business to steward. Amen. So how am I going to best use that? I'm going to make money. I'm going to do some things over here, but now I can take it. Now I can use it in a different category to help those in need and, and do charity work and do pro bono work, which is what we love to do. Sure. Tip of the day today. If you didn't know it, you heard it ahead of time. He gave it away early in the first episode of the first segment. It's my tagline. Sometimes the difference between success and failure is an objective opinion. What do you mean by that? Well, a lot of the time, you know, it's easier for an outsider to see something that you, you are unable to see. Or, you know, you, you've been doing this for 10, 20 years. And a lot of the times things become redundant. I, I can tell you countless stories. I need another hour. But I could tell you countless we'll stories bring you back. where I've gone into a company and I've suggested something and they thought it was a brilliant idea. And yet it was one of the most simple things. It's only because they see it every day and I have never seen it before. The Department of Redundancy Department. You've dealt with a bunch of those <laughs> in your, and you can't see the forest because of the trees. There's yeah. a million taglines for yeah. that. But you're right. When we're so involved in the business and I'm guilty of probably half of the things you were talking about today. We all you, are. And, and we do. But I just I want to thank you for being here again today, Bob. Thank you. It's been Cheatham, my pleasure. Effective results, which it sounds like you give some small businesses some effective results. What about you, Mr. Craig? You got anything for today? 
No, I'm happy. I, I, I was just, it's one of those guys we bring on, and I forget my lines because he's got the message. I know. I wish more people would understand it. This was great. Like I said, we took most of the second half off to allow you to do your thing. We will probably bring you back because you. we didn't get to half the questions, and I told you beforehand, we don't usually get to half the questions. So check your six podcast. We will see you on the flip side. Thank you, Bob, for being Thank here today. Thank you Thank you. Thanks for listening to the Check Your Six podcast. Tune in again next time for more information on your small business development.